0: Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. I'm Abby Schneiderman.
1: And I am Gene Newman. And today, Abby, we're going to talk about like an everyday thing. Talk about IDs and like all different types that kind of get scattered around, but mostly what happens when you move from one state to another and all of a sudden you realize some of these IDs. Probably aren't useful anymore. I need to upgrade. I need to change. I need to get current with my my addresses, with where I'm living, and all that stuff. Is that something you've ever dealt with?
0: Ah, Gene, <laughs> setting
1: you up for success.
0: <laughs> well, I did. I did move. I did move. I moved from New York City to Washington D.C. There are so many things you have to take care of, um, you know. But one of them is you have to you have to make sure that you get a new driver's license and you have to transfer your out of state uh, driver's license to to be a driver's license in the new state that you're living in so it's um it's something i i I think i'm not sure if the standard is like within 90 days which seems really fast but um probably every state has different uh, rules and regulations that you need to look into
1: so let's go, go back. So you, you weren't born, like right now, you lived in New York for a while. You lived in New York before you moved to D.C. But when you moved to New York a, a few years ago, you know, you're, you, right after college, you moved to New York. You lived in New York. Three
0: years ago when I graduated yes, college. when you
1: graduated college. Uh, at that point, do you remember what you did? Did you have, uh, did you still have an ID from where you grew up?
0: Well, it's funny because I, I did grow up in Washington, D.C., but then I moved to New York City. And then 20 years later, did move back to Washington, D.C. Um, but what you need to do is you need to convert an out-of-state driver's license. And so um, you what, you need to go down to the DMV. Uh-huh. Make sure to Google the DMV in, in the state that you're in um, so that you can figure out what specific... Documentation you need to bring with you, and um, so, for example, if you are going to to try to get a real ID, which is the ID that everybody should be getting now, because if you don't now, you are going to have to in like a year, um, which uh, you know w- means you need to figure out exactly the forms that you need to bring. Because trust me, you do not want to end up going down to the DMV, spending two hours waiting in line, get up to the counter, and then ask you for information that you don't have and have to start the whole process over again. So a couple of things that you need to bring with you, uh, again, the, this is not specific because you need to look up the specific list for wherever, um, you live, but proof of identity, proof of social security number and proof of residency are things that you typically need to bring with you.
1: And look, this is interesting because I want to go back to, uh, around 2019, Abby, we were writing stuff on Forbes and we did a story. One of the biggest stories that blew up was about how you needed a real ID to be able to board a plane. And that was supposed to happen in 2019 at the end of 2019 or, and then they kept delaying it because it already was something they delayed. And then obviously uh, with the pandemic, everything was delayed. And to this day, it's still not like something that is a hundred percent. It's it's probably much closer and getting it. Cause for me, I happen to go, I think it was January of 2020 because my license was going to expire. And I'm like, let me go do this. And it's one of the few times where I couldn't just do it online. You had to actually go to a DMV to get the real ID. They had to take my picture again, which I wish I knew because I was not prepared for it. I was using the same photo for years. I know some people are very particular about the photos they use. Um, I kind of wish I had some advance notice that I'd be taking a photo that day. Uh, And then I got that ID After that, every time I have to renew, I could just do it online through a mail. But here's the thing. When you are going to a different state, to do that, it's best to do it in person right now and to make sure that it's just done correctly and that you have the IDs. And a lot of times they just want to make sure that it's actually you. And there's other IDs, too, that I realized getting copies of are a thing that I've done. Like, I don't know, Abby, like your birth certificate. Do you have that handy? Is that something that you know exactly where it's at right now?
0: I do. I do have my birth certificate handy. I keep it in a um, like a special documents oh. place that we have. I also keep a copy of it in my Everplan. But you need oftentimes you need the actual yep. document itself. So making sure you know where that document is, um, or making sure some, somebody else knows where that document is in case you need them to, to access it for you is really important. Um, I do know where the birth certificate, I keep yeah. mine and and my kids and, um, my husband's, we, we keep them all together.
1: And the reason I ended up getting copies, because when you get a passport, for example, is one type of ID that most people want to get, they need an original copy of or birth certificate at the time. I only had my actual original birth like the handwritten drawn, like signatures and everything. And when I was applying and they took it from me, And put it in with the documents. I'm like, what are you doing? Aren't you going to make a copy? That's like that's that's important. And they're like, oh, you'll get it back. And I got a little panicked, but then right after that, and I did get it back in the mail. But after that, I went and again, wherever you were born, because obviously where you're born is where the birth certificate exists. You could go online and you could find you could get copies. And it's not the actual copy; it's much more of a printout kind of sheet, but it's an official one that will work just as easily for. birth certificate. So if you want to keep the original just for very special reasons and you want to have these copies. So if one of those got lost, you wouldn't really panic or freak out. You could do that. And it was like $20 a copy, something reasonable. You just basically look up your state. It's all done online. There's services to do it and you'll find it pretty easily. And then that brings us to social security.
0: I was just going to ask you, can you do the same thing with your social security card? Can you print something out?
1: You can you can contact their office and they can send you official documentation that you have it. But usually, and I guess in New York, it's easy because I happen to know exactly where the office is. They have offices all over the place and going there and getting a replacement card really isn't that difficult. It's something you could do. You fill out the form. The form is pretty simple, You know, regular standard IDs, proving who you say you are, that kind of stuff. Uh, that's something that a person can do pretty easily. And you want to have that again, so you're not having to send your social security card anywhere. For years, Abby, this is interesting. I would always carry my social security card with me just because I needed it one day for something. I think it was like verifying an account and I just left it on me at all times. And I think when I started at Everplanes, you needed it for for HR. You're like, oh, we have to have that. And, like, and I'm like, oh, here it is. And you're like, why do you have your social security card? And I'm like, I don't know. I just always carry it. And I realized... Yeah. If I lose that, that's just something well, I don't need it every day. It's not an everyday thing. But for me, it just became that where I had it. And now it's again, like Abby, I have a special place for the the documents and, and where I keep like those originals. And those are little things. But even if you need a name change, which is possible, you know, people that get married, change their name. Sometimes the name was done incorrectly uh, on a social security card. You can get that done pretty easily. Uh, by just filling out a form that's much simpler than most government forms you'll ever have to fill out. They make it pretty simple.
0: I think you can also show proof of so- social security number on something like a W-2 Yep. from your employer. And so yeah. if you have a, an actual copy of the W-2, which which shows your social security number, you can use that as well.
1: Yeah, and some of these systems seem kind of antiquated and there's a reason they are. You could do a lot of verifications. I know checking things, people check their social security benefits online. Uh, You'll log in with, like, through a government portal, uh, checking other benefits, other things that are on the way. When people are, again, getting a passport, you could check on the, the status of that. Those are things that going to the office and doing it sometimes is usually the best way to deal with that. But you also have to make sure that you're getting, you know, they want to make sure that it's you because identity theft is such a serious problem and most of the identity of now used to be in person now it's all digital our lives are too busy to manage everything that needs managing all of our ids important documents health and financial details contacts kids pets personal concerns where can you put everything in one safe easy to manage place in your ever plan of course our app guides you to all the stuff you need to get organized and helps you keep it that way. No more fumbling around through emails, texts, and other apps to find what you need because it's all in your EverPlan. Download the free iOS app today or learn more at everplans.com.
0: Do you know if I can use a printout of a W-2 or if I have to actually have the
1: actual W-2? Usually if it's a copy of one they'll they'll take it unless they're being extremely stringent about it. Uh, a lot of times having an actual w two is better. but now for the past years, it's always been digital. So if it works that way when you're filing taxes, you know they're 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 doing their due diligence by having multiple sources of ID. So if you were to put together an entire package, most likely they're going to say, okay, this is you. We know it's you, you're verified and if there's any other uh, shady stuff going on, they'll figure it out at that point. Mm-hmm. But usually people doing identity theft are people that will not be that uh, blatant. They will not show up in person. They're going to try to you know, get as much idea about you as possible and then try to run up credit, get other things like you know, buy cars, buy houses, do things that are bad, just pretend that they're you. Uh, so for these things, though, if you're a good citizen who's doing good things and you just need it, it's not nearly as difficult as most people think. And the same could apply for marriage certificates, because a lot of times people might not know. Like, I'm sure, Abby, it's in your special folder, your marriage certificate. Or is it framed on your wall?
0: My You're marriage your- certificate? I Oh, that might be in the special documents folder too. Don't, don't say I said that I didn't know, but I didn't, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I guess, will
1: tell no one. I guess,
0: is, I guess you're right. I guess I have a marriage certificate.
1: Yeah. You, there's there's marriage certificates and getting a replacement wherever you were married, whatever county in that place, you can get a replacement of that. You no know, different than that. And the same with uh, divorce degrees, because a lot of times you'll be surprised at weird intervals when people ask for this kind of information. And if you have to verify something, for example, if someone's getting remarried, you have to have that to prove, okay, well, I'm not married anymore, and here's proof of that. And if you don't have that documentation, most people, again, will keep it with their special things. You can get a copy based on where you were divorced. You just get them to send you the files. I suggest it's probably best just to keep that stuff somewhere easy and safe to find so you don't have to get copies for that. It's Mm -hmm. a little more involved than getting a you know, birth certificate or social security card. But a lot of times, and same with people that deal with like citizenship issues, you want to keep that stuff kind of safe and not have to go through the process of having to, you know, reapply, fill out more forms, wait a couple months, um, that type of thing. But it's important just to have the, the ability to know, okay, if I need this stuff and you're in a rush to get it, where most people are sometimes with a passport,
0: do you have to, do you have to redo a driver's test?
1: Nope. That, that's, that was the good thing. Cause so when I moved to New York, I, I grew up, you know, in, in, uh PA and, you know, going to college, you're not sure if you're going to stay here. So you're like, am I a resident here? You know, you're just going to college. So why would you go through the process of changing anything? You're living in different apartments, different dorms. You don't know. So for me, I waited cause I didn't know where my residence was going to be and where I'd get all my mail and. So I, you know, when the time came and I had my first apartment where I was kind of stable in, I went and I thought it was going to be this involved process. Literally, it was like five minutes. They're like, okay, here's this. We took this. Here's your temporary one. You take your license with you. You'll get it in the mail. I didn't even have to take a photo. It was just exactly as as it was. And that's how it was. I'm wondering with Real ID if it's a little more involved. I feel like Real ID it's kind of like making people go to the DMV to just like kind of reset how driver's licenses used to be. So that's a, that's a possibility. So people have to kind of start from scratch with this and it applies because we mentioned with the real ID, they won't let you on a plane if, if you just use your old driver's license at some point, they're going to say, you can't even get on a plane. It needs to be this verified ID. Uh, that's the whole purpose. They're doing it for security reasons. So when I did it, it was just a simple handoff. It was really easy, and I was I was happy because I did not want to have to take a New York driver's test because where I grew up, it was very easy. When I hear people take these driver's tests, they're difficult. <laughs> they're like you're driving on the road, you got a parallel park, like that wasn't the way outside of New York City. You know, it's it's a lot of stress to do it here.
0: Right, and then in addition, you need to you need to provide proof that you actually live in the state that you're getting the driver's license in. So like, for example, in DC, you need two documents that you prove that you reside in the district of Columbia.
1: Yeah. And and that's actually a big a deal. deal
0: a utility bill or a telephone yeah. bill.
1: Anything uh, with your name on it that goes to your address. Uh, sometimes if it used to be bank statements were pretty easy. Now everything's digital, but even then, if you printed one out, if you get a bank statement and it has your address on it, and that's your official address, You could use that and they'll say, okay, this is official. So when when you do the printouts, a lot of times I'll bring extra. I'll I'll say, okay, print out a bank statement, print out a W-2, bring a power bill. Because a lot of them don't send any paper anymore. I mean, how many bills do you get in the mail anymore? I get none. Do you get any, Abby? Are you still getting any paper? I
0: try not to, but sometimes I do.
1: I just don't even At some point, you know, that's where... During COVID, that's where everything changed. Because even the ones that I was still hanging on to, I finally gave. I'm like, okay, I I don't know when I'm going to be back to get the mail. Let me just go completely paperless. Yeah, and that you can.
0: Oftentimes, you can do a computer printout of an online bill. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's the so the ID. They're they're savvy about it, and they know if if you're going to try to do a fraudulent one. But when you do move, another reason that it's important is certain people, they move because there could be benefits in a state that you're not getting in another state. So for example, some states that don't have uh, income tax, you know, people think of, of where they become residents there, but they keep a property in another state that would have that way. So when people do that, you have to, again, become a resident of the state. You get the IDs, you make sure you're all locked in there, but also don't be surprised if you do that and you're monitored by the state you may have another property in to make sure that you're not still living there and just trying to take advantage of tax benefits in another state. A lot of times I hear that from up north, people that live in New York, Connecticut, Jersey, they have a place in Florida. That's where they become a resident. But if they're spending a lot of more time up in the Northeast than they are in Florida, it becomes an issue. And you could face, you know, you might probably get audited. And they, if they could prove that you actually are spending more time in that state than anywhere else, uh, you're going to pay some penalties because they're going to say you're trying to get around the taxes. So you have to make sure when you're a resident in that state, you're actually living in that state and you're spending the majority of your time there. And anywhere else is just a place you visit or your own property. Um, so that's something to keep in mind when you do move. You're going to, if you do take up residency somewhere, you want to make sure of that. And the, another thing we also mentioned, Abby, and this goes beyond ID's is advanced directives and medical directives. Each state has its own. So when you do move someplace, if you happen to be living somewhere, you have two properties, but if you move to a new state, you're going to want to fill out one of their advanced directives just to make sure that the living will and the power, uh, the healthcare proxy is still in line with where you are now, not where you used to be, because there's a possibility that that state might say, uh, we don't really honor it. There's a possibility they'll say, okay, you filled one out, great, but there's not a uniform version throughout the whole country. It's not like when you do other documents. So make sure you update that too.
0: Thanks, Gene. Well, I think that's thank a you, wrap. Abby. That,
1: is, <laughs> that is a wrap. Now we're going to run out and get all our IDs. We're going to go to our special place and make sure all our <laughs> IDs are DMV now,
0: on. Yeah. Well, thank
1: you. <laughs> Abby recorded this from a DMV in DC and it's lovely. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, anything you want to tell us, uh, get in touch with us at podcast at everplans.com.